They call me the doctor. Greetings, humans, Daleks, Time Lords, and Weeping Angels. You are listening to Exterminating Doctor Who. This is the show where we take Doctor Who's most popular episodes and debate if they're really as good as their reputations. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about Blink. Because, yes, Blink. Yes. Blink. Um, quite hard to do that on an audio format, yes. isn't it? I just did it at the camera and I thought you'd keep talking. Instead, you decided to <laughs> blink back, yes. which was... Quite something. Such good audio content. Oh, yes. It's why um, you're here. No, um, this is this was originally supposed to go out on Halloween, but then Doctor Who went, no, we're going to release something on Halloween, so we've had to move it. So yes. we're now on Friday before. So as close as we can get to our spooky special. So, um, yeah, we've got a little bit of news, not a whole lot, but because um, I'm, I'm sure there'll probably be, you know, they'll probably announce that bloody Brad Pitt's in it or something tomorrow. And this is some major news. I won't be covering it because whatever. All right, so, what's the news then? No. We have a few synopses. So we have. Synopsis. Um, synopsis. I never mm. say that word before. Oh, I love some synopsis. There's, there's, there's some interviews with, you know, the cast and crew, but it's kind of generic. We were so excited to work on the series. It was so hard in lockdown, but we made it through that kind of thing. So I'm yeah. not going to address any of that because it's kind of like most generic. Cor- every company, yes, every, co- every company that worked over COVID has done something like that. Yeah. So it's a bit like, you know, Jodie will be like, it's my final series. The stakes are higher. You know, that kind of generic. They've never been higher in this final series. Yeah. It's like they have The been. same thing you hear every series. Yes. There's no point addressing any of that. But we have got, like I said, three synopses. Mm-hmm. So firstly, I will begin with the overall series synopses. Can you stop saying synopses? It's Synop- okay, it's the, overall weird series, word. the overall series synopsis. And the overall series synopsis <laughs> is from Liverpool to the depths of... St- God, I can't be a voiceover man. I can't even read a script. This is why we're doing a podcast, you see, because you can't I improvise, talk. yeah. From Liverpool to the depths of space via the Crimean War and a planet named Atropos, which shouldn't even exist, fighting old foes and new creatures from beyond our dimension. The Doctor and company face a race... Face... So I was going so well. You're doing brilliantly. The Doctor and company face a race against and through time to uncover a universe-spanning mystery. What is the flux? Okay, most of that was just the generic kind of yeah. stuff. But the thing that I latched onto the most, dimension. New creatures from beyond our dimension. Yep. Yes. That I'm feels like curious. they shouldn't have told us that unless... As we've, as we've said when we were talking about the image that is literally below is that... <laughs> dear <coughs> the image that is literally below that synopsis it feels multiversal it feels i mean you don't mention dimension of like the dimension beyond one our dimension yes to be in another dimension is to be in a different multiverse that is yeah, just what to it be means in a different thing that we are in it's the, yes. it goes beyond time you could, dimension means to 2d 3d all that kind of stuff it means to f- like literally, yes, literally flip it on its head 
So that is very interesting, I think. You know, because <laughs> all the things are just, like you said, it is very generic. From Liverpool to that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're going to go to We're fighting places. aliens, I know that. We gather all of that. But from new creatures from beyond our dimension. I like that it says new creatures as well, because it means... Well, it's it's interesting that like they're not just saying creatures from beyond our dimension, new creatures, which in which implies the other dimensions are so vastly different. And some something we really haven't seen. Yes, before. which also gives more credence to the idea that maybe they'll try and make the timeless child or something like that. If they do do that, that kind of thing, it can work because it is so vastly different. You I can believe, have this entirely different history. I, I can't remember who said it. It might have been a producer or somebody. I can't remember who it said, but it, apparently there is going to be a follow up. They've said there's going to be a follow up. Well, Which yes, kind of important. like I'd hope so, yeah. But it is like, <laughs> but it is like, okay, we are going to get something, and you are saying new creatures from beyond our dimension. That's Do you know what else came from beyond our dimension? The timeless child. So mm-hmm. let's find. They that. should have just added that at the end. You know what else is in the other dimension? Timeless child. There <coughs> yes. you go. So, so yes, let's let's find out. That's got that me is. more interested than I was because it's kind of confirmed that yes. Oh, we are doing something a bit more extra than just let's go here now here now here now here do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that is that episode the synopsis for episode one on the other hand which as we discussed last week is called the halloween apocalypse (laughs) but the the synopsis of that is on halloween all across the universe terrifying forces are stirring from the arctic circle to deep space an ancient evil is breaking and in present-day Liverpool, the life of Dan Lewis is about to change forever. Why is the Doctor on the trail of the fearsome Carvinista? And what is the flux? Do you know, I always really struggle writing the kind of descriptions for these podcasts. They kind of fall into, from this to this, we t- what is that, that, that. That's exactly the same structure they're following. Mm-hmm. Every single one starts with, this one says, from the Arctic Circle to deep space. And the other one says, from Liverpool to the depths of space. And then it ends with, why is the Doctor on the trail of the fearsome Carvanista? What is the flux? It was the a big one... grade one English literature, didn't it? Well, thank you for like, describing my description. <laughs> but that's exactly how I always do it. I always like, I'll say from, like, Stolen Earth, for example, I probably, you know, I'd say something like, from the Daleks to Davros, from the Companions to this. Why is this everybody's favourite episode? Why is it? It's I following the exact I think, same I think structure. For, for ours, it works better because ours is a discussion, whereas that is an episode. Because a bit, I don't know. The the descriptions haven't really sold me. It's definitely they're interesting. A, they're definitely following a formula. A structure, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it was all f- really Arctic Circle, all that kind of stuff. You you had me, and then you said, but in Liverpool. <laughs> Little bit of a turn, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. I know. From the depth of space in the fires of hell, we meet (laughs) in Swansea. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, it is like I know. I get that's where we're, um, and that's I get that's where you're making the new companion from. Please don't give us too many of those accents. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to any. Yeah, but you know, listen. Yeah, sorry, but you have just been voted the least sexy accent. So So I do have evidence in this game. (laughs) Yes. Look, here we are. Here's This was our description for the 11th hour, uh, episode 28, right? Mm-hmm. We return to the 11th Doctor to ask whether his debut is the best regeneration episode in New Who. How well does it establish his Doctor, the new era, Amy Pond and the new story arc? And why aren't young people eating custard? 
That's the exact same description as Series 13. I mean, but we cover every single thing there, because I feel like in the first episode, (laughs) it says, what is the flux? It'll literally end with the episode being, the flux? What is it? And then that's it. Yeah. It won't answer any questions. No. But no. I'm I'm interested. I'm more interested with the series as a whole than I am the first episode. Than that specific episode, episode. Yeah. yeah. However, then we've got episode two, which is the final synopsis we have. And the title for episode two has also been revealed. And it is War of the Sontarans. Generic. Yep. Well, it says everything. The description for that is the Doctor has an unexpected encounter with one of her deadliest enemies when the Sontarans become a new faction in the Crimean War. As the British... As as the British? As the British army goes into pitched battle with the warlike aliens, the Doctor and her companions seek the help of renowned nurse Mary Seacole, while an ancient temple hides mysterious secrets. It's the first time I'm reading this, by the way. That's why I'm reading it so like, hey, what? In the Crimean War, the Doctor discovers the British army fighting a brutal alien of some time. Have you just said that? Hold in on. The crime- I thought you were repeating yourself, no, but it was a, a different this sentence. This is a separate line. In the Crimean War, the Doctor discovers the British army fighting a brutal alien army of Santarans. You've just said that. As Yaz and Dan are thrown deeper into a battle for survival, what is the Temple of Atropos? Who are the Maori? Stop doing that question at the end! Stop doing that! <laughs> Stop asking us questions! What's the Doctor's name? Ooh. God. From the Crimean War to the Santarans, what is the... Stop, ask, stop following the same structure. Someone is copying us, and I'm sick of it. What's I'm going on? copy and pasting. They've obviously gone, how did the episode describe episode one? Let me do the same thing. But it's just like... I mean, I think that sounds a bit more interesting than episode I one. I am interested in why the Santarans are... Why the hell are they the Santarians? Why the Santarans are involved in the Crimean War. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. I think that sounds more interesting than episode one. Well, episode one is just meet your new companion. He's yeah, that's just, we're in Liverpool. Liverpool, something's happening. Who are the Carvinista? Blah, blah, blah. I feel like, blah, the, blah. I feel like episode one is going to be incredibly setty-uppy. And the rest will finally Most be likely. mystery. Whereas I've, I've said, you know, I think Jodie's historical episodes are usually pretty strong. So this kind of... They have stronger ones. At, like, yeah, well, yeah. To... Strong or stronger is a, you know... But, um... I think it sounds quite interesting. Mary Seacole. I can't tell you. I say I can't say I know much about Mary Seacole besides the building around the corner. I think our first year introductory lecture was in the Mary Seacole building. That's as much as I know about That's Mary Seacole. More than I know. So all I know is that a building is named after her. That's all I know. So this is a good chance for Doctor Who to educate me on somebody who's probably quite a major historical <laughs> figure. And I'm like, look, I don't know who you are. So I think that sounds better. But um. I think the overall takeaway is the line I've now lost. There it is. New creatures from beyond our dimension. That is the most interesting part. Which I think think the Atropos are probably going to, might be. (coughs) The Temple of Atropos. Yeah. Because they were, if they're, why is that? It it seems like that's. Mentioned Atropos somewhere else. It seems like that's going to be a mystery, I think. Why the the Atropos. Oh, here we are. That was that. Via the Crimean War and a planet named Atropos. That was it. Just a planet, and it do, yeah, but does it say that it doesn't exist? Atropos, it pla- shouldn't exist. A planet named Atropos, which shouldn't even exist. Yes. So yes, right. My theory is the, the planet of Atropos is the one from the different dimension. They're trying to figure out why it's here. It shouldn't exist because it shouldn't be in our dimension. Oh. Bing, bada, boom. That's your plot done. Yes, calling it now. That's exactly. Pay me, BBC, that's, that's or exactly release this. That's exactly what's going to happen, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because this happens a lot with you. I'm always. I'm one of those people. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? You get Aiden look. <laughs> This is going to happen. <laughs> and I go, yeah, but it, oh, it's happened, hasn't it? Yeah. There's been quite quite a few like Doctor episodes we've done with this podcast where you watched it for the first time. 
you've got, and I'm going, oh, wait for the twist. And you've, you've paused it in 10 minutes <laughs> and you've gone, right, I reckon the twist is going to be this. And I'm watching it having to go, well, but it might not be knowing full well yeah. you've predicted it straight away. <laughs> the amount of times that there'd be a Capaldi episode where it'd be like, <laughs> setting up a mission, I'd just be like, Aiden, I feel like the doctor's going to go do this and this is going to yeah. happen. And you're like, well, it might not. Yeah. Half a second. There was out. definitely one where I, where I sent you a message, literally like ten seconds before the payoff, and you and you literally said, "Just watch it." <laughs> so yeah, that is who knows this week. No. The real reason we are here is Blink. Quite just... an interesting episode because we've talked we, when we did our midnight episode. It's one of those, again, people go, Blink's the best episode ever. And then people always say, Midnight's the best episode ever. And there's about, there's about 10 episodes that people always go, this is the best episode ever. It's like, come on, right, decide which one it is. But this is one of those that is, it's the best episode ever, which I disagree with. But something you do see a lot, also, the most common thing you see about Blink is it's heralded as the one to show people to get them into Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, why the hell would you do that? I think because the Doctor's in it for five minutes. I think it's fundamentally a terrible idea to oh, yeah. introduce someone to Doctor Who Blink for many reasons, a lot of them being somewhat negative. Basically, no Doctor, yeah. which means you're not being introduced to the main characters, which is important in a show. Second off, it's very different to any other episode of Doctor Who yep. in terms of formula, in terms of tone, in terms of location, in terms of everything. It is mm. incredibly different. That's a problem. And... It's just, it's it's good. It just I just like if you sit down anyone to this, like if you sit someone down and say this is Doctor Who, they're gonna come out of it thinking what? They go, they're gonna know less what's going on than us, really. Mm. It it's it seems like I a mean bad it's idea. something we've I said this we said this in our midnight episode, but I actually cut it out so we can do it again. But what I said was that if this was me, if somebody showed me this episode, I know nothing. I know nothing about Doctor Who, not not at all. And well, I know the you know. Enough cultural basics. You've learned. You know, it's a it's a a pop culture icon. Yes, that that kind of thing. But if somebody showed me this, I went, okay, this is Doctor Who. What I would probably assume is that it's an anthology series, and that you get all these weird events, and the Doctor is the one that feeds through and knows what's going on, and he advises these people of what's happening and that kind of thing. And I I think, yeah, and I think that's a fun idea for a show. But that show is not Doctor Who. That's the Twilight Zone, Hmm. and it's like. That, that's personally what I would think. If I was shown this, I would think it is that kind of I'd thing. I'd think something similar, or I'd think... Yeah, I just think it's an, on a name-based structure, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't think that... Doctor Who is just it, weird stuff happening. If, if I then saw an episode where it starts with Doctor and a companion in the TARDIS and they're off to a location, I'd be going, well, who's that main character in this episode? Is it them? Because I'd be thinking we usually follow somebody else. That's, that's how I personally would probably feel. You're introducing... In this episode, the Doctor and Martha as minimal side characters at best. Yeah. It's more of mentor figures. That's what you're introducing them as. And that's yeah. not good for an introduction. They're, they're nicely used in this episode, and I think it's very interesting seeing it from that perspective. But to someone brand new, it's dumb. And it's a really bad idea. You can't look at your favorite... There are many instances in like episodes of TV shows that I really love. Like There's loads of episodes of Batman, which I think are amazing and my favorite. And I think they're incredibly... There are, like there's an episode in Batman the Animated Series where he goes blind, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really nice idea of taking away one of Batman's senses and seeing how he deals without it. Fascinating, really interesting. You wouldn't introduce anyone to Batman with that because you're showing them a version of the character and a version of the show that fundamentally isn't what the rest of it is. Yeah. You need to show someone 
the average really yeah. in terms of structure for a new show mm. do you get what i mean yeah i agree it's like compared when we said it compared to midnight uh, again midnight isn't an episode i would choose to introduce but i'm more likely to choose midnight than i am blink because blink i just i get i can there's an there's there's one of those things it's like there is an argument that i can see but i don't agree with if that makes sense and that is that i think a lot of this episode are kind of kind of really fun ideas are that we are it's almost like a doctor episode from the perspective of just one of the guest cast usually you know we're in the boots of the doctor or the companion or whatever but this one it's kind of like how would you feel if the doctor has graced through your life and you're reacting to all these things and they're not being explained and you go what is going on who are these monsters what's going on it's kind of like that kind of character a that sits in corner how would they react to this and i can understand if somebody said well what that means is you're if you introduce somebody to this it's showing you a reaction to oh this is this world i need to take on how does it the average person process connect. that world yes yeah and i can see that argument but the reason i would disagree with it and say but that's not constructive is because we never see this perspective again and we already get something that's designed to do that better yeah with the use of a companion. companion and a companion is to show you the companion is to show you the world of the doctor and how he directly graces it and changes it but this is showing how the doctor once the doctor has passed through and has left a trail you kind of seen somebody pick up that trail and it's kind of like this is like the aftermath mm. this is like just you've seen bob in yes. a base under siege episode what that's not the perspective we take with Doctor. you're Who. seeing the breadcrumbs of a really interesting story that's happened but you don't get to see it mm. if i'm if i'm yeah. kind of interpreting that correctly no i get exactly what you mean i like one of my plus points here and i actually made notes on paper because aiden told me to he's my yes. boss <laughs> um no it's I mentioned here it's really nice to see the Doctor from a different perspective. I, I, I love doing... I love seeing my favourite characters from the perspective of something other than them. Because mm. you get to see what it's like for other people to see him in that world. I think it's a really interesting thing. And I think it's important. I think it's important to see that. Because mm. we know him. The companions know him. So what is it like when you don't know anything mm. about him? What is it like yes. just to see him pass by in it's the like, street with it's a bow like, and arrow? It's, it's really... I think it's important. And it's good to see... But it's terrible if you want to introduce someone to Doctor Who because mm. you don't get to you, you don't get to know the character. You're not seeing Doctor Who. No, not at all. Because basically, the Doctor's goal in this isn't even into, he's not trying to defeat the Weeping Angels. All he's trying to do is get his TARDIS back. That's literally the only thing he's. And somehow, it disappearing managed to save those people, and that's flimsy at best. Yeah, me. it's like, did he even intend on that? Because yes. I like go, to think, yeah, maybe, but Yeah, because they get, they go, oh, the doctor's, the doctor tricked him and maybe he can assume, oh, they probably would have followed them back to the TARDIS or they might look at each other. But it never feels like that was part of the plan. And it is kind of like, like you said, if you're thinking, right, what has the doctor done here? It is just somebody to kind of slightly influence events and slightly move things along in a kind of twilighty zone what if even more recent example kind of fashion he's purely it's... a traveler and yeah. although he does travel through time i've always believed the doctor to be more than that because he actively he's a savior he's a hero yeah, he's you know actively what I mean? influenced events and and that's what i mean by saying directly. you learn something wrong about the character he can be those elements of being a traveler but if but that's not but fundamentally he saves people and rescues people and tries you, to defeat the monsters exactly. and you're not seeing that again thing. That's why Eleventh Hour probably would be. It's a great introduction to that Doctor, but it's also a great introduction to Doctor Who. 
Mm. You know, it's just it's because you see everything. It's yes, just, boom, it's his. Because we that's actually something we never to, never touched upon when we did that episode. Mm. Actually, we said how it set up the Doctor in that era, but we never actually said how it is a great jumping on. Point and thinking for about Doctor this Who. episode, it really shows me Eleventh Hour would be a really quite good one to jump it onto. Is. Still though, I like it. Well. Well, you keep saying this to me. You keep going, I like it, but well. So what I want to know, what are your, what is your beef with this episode? Uh, it's not, it's less beef. It's just. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of series three and I'm kind of reliving my childhoods, but carry on talking. Okay, right. Let's just get into any negatives George has because it's less negatives and it's more. I think this episode is very good in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like if I just get my Bible here. I think it's right. As a kid, um, it freaked me out. The aliens freaked me out. It was all hell. Amazing. Brilliant. Love that. Um, what was your opinion? What was your opinion of it as a kid, generally? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Yeah. You were obviously scared of it. it but... My first... I, I, I always write down my idea as a kid whenever I start watching these episodes. My point is, freaked me out as a kid, but it's so Doctor Light. That's what I thought when I was younger. Missed the Doctor, but it was very scary, and I think that fear took over any plot point issues I had because I, I was so definitely Because I know it's one that I enjoyed and I have memories of watching it as a kid. But I don't know if I watched it loads. Mm. I didn't watch it loads, but I remember it scaring me so much because I had a statue of an angel in my garden. So that wasn't helpful. So I remember well, just... that is very... The, the angel has since disappeared. And my, my dad doesn't know where it's gone. So I am <laughs> genuinely a little bit freaked out, obviously, fiction and all that. But... There was a statue. We had, we had a Buddha that did that. We had a Buddha on our front. Hopefully someone's nicked it, because if it it's just moved. Yeah, it will reappear one day. <laughs> together. It's quite small, though. So it'd be like a little kind of... One, my of the, ankle. one of the cherubs. No, but it was like a... It was just scaled. Like, angel scaled. Oh, okay. Slightly small, about this big. So one day I'm just so going like to go mini, home with an like, angel just... Ah! Like one of those uh, mini puffs in the new um, Ghostbusters. Yes, kind of <laughs> like that. Not that small. Let's say half scale. But it's like... I. I'm not making this up. I don't know where it is. And my dad doesn't know either. So we've both just assumed one of us must, he must have moved it at some point when he was decorating the garden. We've assumed that. But where to? Exactly. I don't like like that. But no, when I was younger, aliens scared me, but it is Dr. Light. But, but I do like kind of stuff like it's horrifying what the angels do. Um, It's interesting kind of discovering the doctor. There's things I do like. Mm. But to me, just the fact that Doctor's not in it as much is just something that I, 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 I don't know. I latch on to slightly less. And I, I think, think generally what we're learning across this podcast mm-hmm. is that you have an issue with Doctor Light episodes. I think a little bit, I, but it's not detrimental because I, we will find my rating out, out at the end. But I just think it, it is. I, I, I love watching, I think to me, and if other people don't agree, that's entirely fair enough. But to me... I love watching Doctor Who. For Doctor Who. Yes. And that's yeah. something I love. Because like, if you think about other ones we've done, like Love of Monsters, you have a serious hatred for that. Mm. <laughs> Turn left. Took you a while to come around on it. Yes. Blink. You could arguably say you've, a, you've soured your opinion. Slightly. We've, like, I've, it's, I don't want to compare Blink to Love of Monsters at all. Yeah, but you have to in the sense that it is... They are both in the Doctor Light Club. Yes. There's not many in the Doctor Light Club. Oh, so. you're, you're, you're psychoanalyzing me here. I do. I would agree. I do think Turn Left has turned me around on. It's turned me left <laughs> on what it was. You know what I mean? It's, t- it's turn, turn Left was able to bring me around. Mm. But that's purely because I was more, I'm a more, more emotionally mature person. Yes. But 
one of my biggest problems with it as a kid was where is the doctor yes because at least in this one at least he actually has a presence in it and turn left it's just he's dead mm. all you're gonna see is his arm <laughs> but you'll, David you'll get him david in, lie down you'll get him in the market at the beginning and at the end but that's it at least this one he has a even though he's not in it, he has a presence. And a, a role that continues the yeah, story. And he is there is he is affecting the plot. Yes. So he's got more he is more involved, but I don't know why. I just think I do know why actually. I love the, I watched Doctor Who for the Doctor and I love seeing the Doctor now, no matter which interpretation it is, and that's mm. what I love. And it's like it's when it's not a part of it, you have a yeah. It does take away a little bit to me, I I just I wanna I'd like I wanna emphasize that to me because it is quite. A per- I think that is quite a personal, quote unquote, issue I have in mm. a way. We're definitely going in hot take territory. It's not week. that hot take, though, is it? I think it is, though. Is it because though? it is always just like kind of one of those things. It's, it's one is. What's your favorite episode of Doctor Who? Blink. Yeah, but other than Blink, it's kind of one of those things. Mm. But for me, it never has been one of my favorite mm. episodes. I don't. I do rank it highly because I do think <laughs> it is very good. But it's one of those. It's like. That best and worst thing we kind of best and favorite thing. I kind of yes. go, go, maybe I could understand you'd say it's best in a writing quality, but I think as Doctor Who, I don't even. That's just my opinion. It's, it's like you say, I'm watching Doctor Who, I want to see Doctor Who. And it's kind of like, I want the structure. I want man plus companion. We're battling monsters. We're going to save the day. If we're not doing that, I kind of go, this is kind of fun. You know, you look at something like like Big Finish spin-offs or something, when we're not doing that kind of thing. I, go, I can enjoy this, but I would always prefer when it is Doctor Companion, let's save the day. So when the Doctor is showing up, when the Doctor is on the TV screen, doing all those kind of tiny windy things, that's when I enjoy it the most. Because I'm going, oh, this is really interesting. This is fun now. And I do really like Sally. I do think she's a really good companion that never was. Oh, no, she's great. Like, I really liked Sally. And when I watched Harry and Meghan's wedding a few years ago, I was very confused when I saw Sally sat there. I was going, how the hell did you get a ticket to this? That's also something. Because we don't ever get to see David's doctor properly fight the angels. Mm. That might be also why I'm quite soured on the fact he's in this so little. Because I never got to see his doctor would. Yeah. Kind of deal that's with also it. something i just i would have liked i you, you know and mm. i love seeing matt smith fight the angels it's great which we're going to be doing next week yes i love seeing that but i just it would have been really nice to see david's fight them rather than pseudo fight them through someone else because mm. they nice. don't fight them they don't yeah they don't you actually think like they don't actually fight them nobody is nobody has won or lost mm. in this episode which, which does give more credence to it being scary because they're not fought but Doctor Who, you do fight the aliens. Mm. So that's, again. Here's the thing we're saying, like, you watch Doctor Who because you want to see, here's an evil <laughs> Let's kill that evil <laughs> That is the yeah. point of an episode. And this, it just goes, right, here's an evil <laughs> Let's get away from evil <laughs> That's it. You, you get away, you've survived. It's all hunky-dory. But well, angels are still out there. I do think, to be fair, when it ends it, and the fact, I think the the way it shows you photos and little snippets of everyday um, statues, I think that's probably one of the cheekiest endings Doctor Who has ever done. Because it's like going, here's our scary monsters. And now they're scary monsters and you're going to see them everywhere. And now you're all going to be scared of statues. I have a point on that, which I've written. I say here, the ending about all the statues is interesting, but a bit weird. 
and I said it feels a bit forced. And as you said, it's cheeky. Because I think it's just to scare you. I think it is to do that. But it's the entire point. Yes. It's just a bit, feels a bit weird. It's like, because it's like if the episode had just ended with, here's photos of statues. Okay. You'd be like, oh, (laughs) bit of a sudden ending. Yeah. But I think it kind of going, they're still out there. We didn't defeat them. They are, there are still weeping angels on this planet. And they could be anywhere. That is kind of like, because then every time, I mean, I still do it when I see some angel-like statues. I still think, oh, it's got to like a weird Normal angel. statues, I'm fine with. If it's an angel-like statue, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I just keep a good but distance. Even like, but even, obviously, at the time, I probably would have been like, every and any statue is a threat. Yep. Doesn't help that I'm from Nottingham. We have bloody Robin Hood. Robin Hood Robin statue. everywhere. <laughs> That'd be a terrible... <laughs> imagine that as a weeping angel. Just an arrow. <laughs> fire an arrow at you. Um, blink and a fire. Oh, it's suddenly in your chest. Do you have to blink to get it out your chest? Or is it... Just keep blinking. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> um, Just close your eyes. Uh, yeah, it's got to be out in a minute, hasn't it? Um, but no, I do kind of... I think that it being scary is where it really excels. It's very much a kind of... We're just going to... How old are you? 12? Not going to sleep for a week. How old are you? Eight? Not going to sleep for a month. How old are you, Aiden? Six? Even better. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, oh my God. I do think that is really where it kind of, like the moment it starts, there's no in the bad. I don't know why I swear so much today. The moment it starts and it's just like. I thought I was the one in the bad mood. What's going on here? Well, I'm just the one who's just in the foul. I've not got much. Foul I've not, language. I've not, I've not, I did not get much sleep last night. And I don't know why I haven't. I did not get as much sleep last night. Yeah, bro. And um, I think I've just got no filter today. Lovely. So, um, but the moment it starts and it is just like, right, let's peel some wallpaper. It says your name, duck. Like, right away, really just jumping in in a kind of... Why did an angel throw something? I don't know who threw it. That's the one that I've always wondered that. Who threw something and why? Why did the doctor know you were going to throw it as well? Because that's not in the transcript. No. I think that's purely a... Do you know, like, when we said with the 11th hour and you get that cold open and it's just kind of flying around at the TARDIS? You kind of, it doesn't actually really achieve anything. It just sets the tone of what we're doing. I think that's kind of what this is doing. But it's worse, kind of like we're setting the tone. Yeah. You're going to get a vibe yeah. of what you're going to get. But actually, this doesn't really make any sense. Why like is imagine... there a cheeky weeping angel outside going, <laughs> throwing I'd just like to imagine a window. weeping angel. Like, when you don't see it, it's just like, ah! oh! <laughs> just like, you, you got me. Like, <laughs> Not me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like, why, why? Oh, I love that. Weeping angels, they go, that kind of really cheeky kind of monologues. Oh, was it? You see the one at one point of all that was dabbing as well. Yep. <laughs> it's like holding a key like that. And it's, yeah. like that. it's like, what is, what are you doing? <laughs> I love it. No, that is kind of cool. That, it's, yeah. That I kind of let slide. It's, vi- it's just a vibe thing, just, isn't yeah. it? It's just like, see, this is scary. It's scary. It, did it throw it? No. It's basically like just, going, look, we can have something... runner just through that. Ah. Yeah, it's like, come on, we're going to have something scary. We're going to have some time travel stuff. Here you go. But as soon as the credits are over, you're going to forget about that bit because yeah. it doesn't really matter. So I do think... Um, let's see what I wrote about scary things. It's good that as you go along, you learn more about what Weeping Angels can do. Because the first thing you see, you don't actually see... Or you blink and they're... they're um, they get you. The first thing you see is if they get you, you get sent back in time. Then you get later, you see, oh, it's when you blink, they then get you. That's like explains that. So like as we go along, it's like, going, okay, if they get you, you're going to get sent back in time. That's your, they're the stakes. That's the consequence. 
The threat we're now going to reveal when she looks out the window and she blinks and the statue moves. That's when we find out, okay, they get you when you blink. Like that's when you get you the confirmation yes. of what that is. And then you obviously then get it. With, the explanation with the doctor. And you also see it with Billy. Yeah, yeah. But you get when, the explanation You get as well. the slow motion. That's after the explanation though. Is it? Yes. Because they're they're, he doesn't go to that house otherwise. It was only for the DVD thing. For some reason, they were like, let's go watch the DVD where the angels are. No, that's after Billy. He's been to see him in... He's been sent back in time by then. Oh, you thought, oh sorry. I thought you were talking about the other person. Oh, I see. No, no, no yeah. Yeah, because he's just the slow motion. Life is short and you are hot. Oh, yes. And then he blinks. And yes, he yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I've got the characters mixed up. I can't remember any of their names because none of them get mentioned at all much apart from Sally. And the Sally, Sparrow, and Nightingale were the names I'm latched onto. What's her first name? Who? Night, oh, Nightingale's Nightingale. sister. Kathy? Yes, Kathy. Because she said Catherine was what she called herself when she went ah, back in time. Yes. Why have they all got such old people names? Maybe. Do you know anybody called Kathy? Sally? Isn't he called? I think he's Lawrence, isn't he, the brother? Lawrence Olivier. Maybe. Why have they all got such weird names? That's, I don't know. Maybe Should it not maybe, be Steve and Emily or something? I don't know. Maybe Stephen was just in an old-timey mood. It's when he wrote the episode. I think it's probably a horror thing. Like, if you set in a kind of Victorian-y, horror-y kind of thing, they always have spooky names, don't they? Kind I mean, of reinforces it was, the, yeah. You know, if it was like The Exorcist with Linda Blair as Jenny or something, you'd be like... You know. Dave. <laughs> Dave, like, Dave and Gary. Oh, to see what my only negative point was, I'm just generally saying random things on my as notes we do. now. I'm kind of, I've lost any point of structure and mm. I'm just going to say yeah, random stuff. Rock and roll. My only negative point, because I'm saying this because it was kind of built on the horror thing, is that it's, it's, it knows it's being scary. It knows it is doing a horror plot. I said to you something Russell T. Davis once said to Stephen Moffat was, why didn't you make The Weeping Angels your own horror film? Because mm -hmm. you've made so much money. Why did you put them in Doctor Who? And Stephen Moffat went, I don't know. Um, so they obviously very much know they're doing a horror scary thing. So there's that bit where the guy in the DVD shop goes, just go to the police. Why does nobody ever go to the police? And that's like going, this is a horror movie rule. And it is saying that, oh, this is everything the audience is thinking. But no, we're not. The, the police are not going to help nope. in this situation. So when she does, they go, just go to the police. And it's like, she goes, ah, I need to go to the police. Like, right, we're wasting time here. Okay. She's been chased by a murderer or anything like that. Go to the police. Yes. Your best friend suddenly disappears because of statues. Has been sent back in time. Yes. Maybe go home, think about this for a minute. And then think of your options. Go to the police would be my first one. Maybe for the missing persons thing. But to file her as missing. But sure. She, but she but doesn't. even then she's not. But no, but she doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like she should go file her as missing. My friend's gone missing. And then they could be, then they could say, so where did you last see her? At this house. Or oh, at that house. We've also got these other people. That's a better segue than just saying, go to the police. Hello, police. Tell me about this house. No, because you're not a copper. We're not going to tell you any information about this house. You could be the murderer. Yeah, it feels like that was my own. That's genuinely the one negative note I wrote. I just thought, what an odd thing to do. Because it's that, it's like you're doing this postmodern fourth wall break. Or this is what everybody in the audience is thinking. But it's like, no, we're not. It no, more nobody like, is thinking that. It more you like, could, if you made your Weeping Angel horror film, stick it in there. But in, the, in this, that makes no sense. It feels more like some sort of a, men, a just a um, 
something they want to mention about horror films. That's an annoying thing, eh? That's it feels more like that. Yeah, but it's kind of like, but it's not. You're not doing anything. Oh yeah, not in here. You're not doing anything ironic. You're just it's out of place. Yes, I I do agree with you there. I didn't even write that down because it was such a small moment. But yes, I agree with you. But no, um, let's just go through my notes because I've been a bit somewhat negative about this episode, haven't I? Right. Let's say something positive. Yes. Or something I'm going to say is positive. Right. Um, the Weeping Angels. Let's just say something about them. Yes. Genius in terms yeah. of what they do. Because they're horrifying in two elements, as you mentioned. You've got the one thing where they kill you slowly, which is scarier than death in a way. Not not like not guaranteed, but in a way, you get sent back to a time which you don't even know exists. You and you could die. You could, you could be sent anywhere. You could be sent anywhere, and also no matter where you're sent, you're out of place. You're out of time. You don't have any money. You don't have any history. You're technically, if you get sent in, sent into a specific point of time, you don't exist. So you don't have a social security number. You can't get a job. You'd be. Too, I was thinking so that, many things wouldn't work, and it's genius, you know. I was thinking that about. I would rather have been in Kathy's situation because I feel like there's less official documents in 1920. Mm-hmm. But if you're in 1969, that's still the modern society we're in. That is going to be. Where do you live? Who are you related to? What do? What files? Where's your national insurance number? It'd be all these things. It's like, how did he get along? I'm assuming the doctor I helped think a little I, bit. I'd like to think the doctor gave him some things where like, you'd be able to get through with this. But I'd much rather go to like, I would much rather be in like 70, the 1700s. You say that, but if you didn't go back there, medicine and all that stuff, you'd be yeah, I know, a, I know I wouldn't, you know what I, I mean? know I wouldn't last very long and I'd have no rights, but at least I've, there's no, <laughs> there's no hurdles to get over. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have any rights, but at least... <laughs> I would have at least, last uh, five years. Yeah, most. at least I wouldn't need a social security number. That's the silver lining there. <laughs> but, like, no, but right. I get what you're saying. But, but do you know what I mean? I'd rather <laughs> the idea of go through all that paperwork. Who are you? And try to explain yeah. all that. Like I once thought this. I'd rather about, have a good five years than paperwork. Yeah, just go crazy <laughs> for those five years. Yes, you'd be riddled in diseases, but just do what you mm. want. Um, I thought this about you know if like if we were able to regenerate. Right, but we don't know where you can regenerate. You get to seventy-eight, you're dying. Suddenly, your face glows orange, and suddenly you look. Oh my god, I've regenerated! How do you explain that? I've had this existential crisis once, and I was like, "How would I explain that? What if I was just suddenly walking around as like a black woman or something?" And you go, "No, I am Aiden." It's like, "Well, prove it." You got all these memories, and I go, "How do you explain that?" Mm. Because then you your DNA would match. If you had to do a fingerprint, it would match. You know, all these things would match. It's like, how do you explain that to people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you have to, like, say... You're about to regenerate. You've got to, you've got to quickly write it down. I'm quickly regenerate. You've got to like, go to an official re- regeneration room. You have to film it, <laughs> So they you? know you're going in, and then they log it, and then they log it when you come out. So basically, whenever you regenerate, you've probably got to time it but I mean, in front of a security camera. Imagine if you were, like, the only person to ever regenerate. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you, you just, just if if I if you died and you randomly regenerated in a world alone, where, in a world where this is not a thing, no one else sees you. You've got no. How evidence. do you explain that to people? If no one, like, if you cannot prove the regeneration moment, like with a camera or anything like that, and no one sees you, for all intensive purposes, you because you is this what like because you would just end up like. You'd probably end up homeless because you you, you can't, don't exist. You can't prove those... if you don't. This is the problem with ah uh, yes, modern day society. If you don't exist on paper, you don't exist anywhere. 
But you so would you exist on paper, but you wouldn't match no, but that you wouldn't. thing on paper. No, but yeah, because you've swapped, you wouldn't. So you wouldn't be able to do anything. You'd have to it's, forge a birth like, certificate at least. Like, it's like go to the bank and you'd be like, well, give me your answers then. You'd be like, what, what was your first pet? You'd be like, it was little Milo. You'd be able to answer all those questions. Please be like, yeah, but here I've got a photo of a white man and you're a black woman. This does not match up. And it'd just be like, there's got to be a way. Like it really, it, I've had. There's got to be a way. This is a crisis that is never going to affect me. No, but it keeps me awake at night. There's got to be a way you can prove it. <laughs> like there's got to be a way. Like there'd be a million questions that you answer, and if you get them all right, it's confirmed. There's got to be a way, because there's got to be some sort of like amnesia, for example. If you can't remember who you are, no, but that doesn't work. So it's different. There's uh, and for example, the master once regenerated into a child. If I regenerated into a child, do I have to go back to school? Oh God! I don't need to because I've got all that knowledge in my head. But am I going to have to start again? Probably. I'm that if age? you weren't by yourself, no. But how would you get? Would you, would you just walk up to an orphanage yourself? Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> how would that work? Get adopted. But if you're the master, then murder your adopted. Because if you are a child, there's only so much physicality you can do, and you would need somebody to help you. You need to be. Yes, you've after. got the brain of a 78 year old man, but yeah, you need you need looking after. You can't get a job as a kid. Well, these days. <laughs> Go back 100 years. <laughs> yeah. Go into or a... to some dodgy corporate company in a third world country. Yeah. But if you're in... in... <laughs> Satire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this links back to the time travel thing because it's the same idea, really. Yes. If that you get was thrown the, into... that was the get... point. Well there done. we go. I Thank you. about that. Thank you. If you get thrown into a different time, it's the same idea of just regenerating now. And it's you... What year you would you like anything? to be threatened? You know what? Future. If you can't tell. Throw me to the future. Maybe you can't go to the future. You have to go Come to the on. past. Come on. Oh, you're sh- you can end it, right? What year would you like to be thrown back into? I would like to be... Give me ancient Greece. Roman times. Give me that time. Oh, interesting. Give me that. Because they were... They were advanced. They were. They had running water. It was civilized. You say. know what I mean? It was civilized as much as it could be at that time. Yeah. But then we go into the, like, after that, you get the Dark Ages, where it's so much worse. And then we're, we're back to then we are where we are today. It's like, you have da, 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 ancient Greece, Roman era, boof, Dark Ages. Mm. Now here, I would want to go to the ancient Greece. That's where I'd want to go, you know? And I feel like that it, it's part of time I find interesting. Medicine isn't great, but it's better than being a pirate with um, scurvy in it. See, that's the thing. I'm thinking, you know what? Send me back in time to be around at the same time Robin Hood would be because then I can see if he's real. But I would only last a few weeks. I'd be dead. Mm. I mean, especially me because I'd be like, going, oh, sorry, I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat meat. It's <laughs> like, it's like, I think you'd, ha- I think you'd, you'd have, have to no give option. up. A, I You're going to have to eat that ball. And I'd be going, yeah, but you know what? Just kill me. Give me some disease. <laughs> give me leprosy. Do you know what I mean? You, no, don't give me an arrow to the head or a knife. Give or me leprosy. Send, send, <laughs> Is that me, your option? send me to 1 BC. No, further back. No, because I would be like, send me to 1 BC so I can see the birth of Christ. Or see the not birth of Christ. Yeah. Well, it was, it'll be validation, won't it? Either yeah. way. Look, you never You could get, go back and write the Bible. That's what the plan is. You yes. go back. You're, it, you're John. Make That's it, you. Make it extra camp. That'd be <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd fix a lot of stuff in the Bible. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. girls. You know what I mean? So... Very, I feel that was a very podcast tangent, yes, but not a very relevant tangent. No, um, I think I didn't yeah. actually decide when. I think I would like to go back basically just to validate theories. 
No, but you've got to pick one theory. No, send me to the ancient Egyptians. Actually, oh, that's what I'd like to see. That's interesting. I feel like I that was the that was the area of history I was most obsessed with as a kid. I mm. think that's where I'd, in all seriousness, I know I've been, but in my serious answer would be somewhere in ancient Egypt, mm. so I can see somewhat civilized as well. So you'd be... yeah, I know I'd be like the one white man, but that's not the point. I'd be like, why are you here? I'd be like, look, just don't question it. I don't want to be able to speak to anybody because it'd all be in some different language. It's not the point. Yeah. Point is, I'd just be going, hello. I'm sure you can teach me the language I, you know, owl spear thing, whatever the hieroglyphics are. <laughs> um, owl spider eye means dinner time or something. So I'd be like, yeah. But I'd, I'd just stand there, watch the pyramids be built by aliens. And be like, wow, it was all true. Imagine if you do pick a time where you go back and it's like, but imagine alien. it was so wild, exactly. and different, and you can't tell anybody. Like oh. you go and you see Jesus. Yeah, hasn't no, no, been no, no. Born. Just like imagine, Im- like just seriously, imagine you go back to those time periods and it's like it is something, one of these crackpot theories, and it is genuinely that fucked and weird and kind of aliens and yeah. futuristic. You and can't so- do anything about that. Oh, that'd be incredible. I wouldn't risk it. Give me ancient Greece, but. <laughs> Yeah. That's interesting. Well, my, but it would be so if you were around at like the time of Jesus, for example, and he was doing miracles, and you were like going, "Oh my God, this is all real," <laughs> but there's nothing you can yeah. do about it, is there? You like, can't if, prove if it you to then, anyone. If you then write down, "Jesus is real," get to now, and people see, look, this is this is a contemporary source. It suggests he is real. It's like, no, I'm telling you, he's real. <laughs> Jesus is real. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Look, listen, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 2001. They go, look, this is clearly written by a t- crazy person. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. There'd be nothing you could do about it. <sighs> no, but basically, really, no but matter. It's quite good, isn't it? No, it's no, but that, but that, but that is still like we've discussed here. The, it's horrifying being sent back in time because you're out of time. Loads of those things, reasons you're gonna die. We've only really been able to... We pick two times here where we go back. If like if we had to go somewhere, we go there. But it's still not great. And we actually don't get to choose it. No. <laughs> we probably so would end up in the middle. So no Asians. matter what, really, even if we do get back in our perfect times, like the ones we wanted to go to, even if we do go there, it's still terrifying. But then the angel's blinking thing, the whole moving when you don't see them, genius. It is. It's, it's, this, it's another thing which Stephen Moffat does really well. Especially in listen, the idea of not seeing it do something is scarier. And because mm. we don't see the angels move, we picture something quite scary, like even scarier moving. But even you, so, you don't even picture it moving. But even yeah, that's the, that's it's just teleport. But even it's just, oh, it's just there. Exactly. But that's another thing. But even so, the angels are designed in such a very clever way where they're like this normal angel, kind of creepy. But they have the fangs and the nails. And a really extended jaw it's as well. Really, when they were all frozen at the end, it was interesting seeing that. But no, they are the whole. Do you know when they are all frozen thing. at the end? Did you notice that two of them, there's four, right? Two of them are looking at each other. Two of them look at each other. Then one's looking at that one. Then that one's looking there. But none is looking at that one. There's one that should be able to move. Yeah. But you maybe think the peripheral vision. I think it is peripheral vision. Because when they come downstairs and none of them move, I think it is just like, I'm looking at you right now, but I can feasibly see see the chair up until here, like right next to my head. I feel like as long as you're within that cone of vision, they can't move. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is it. Yeah. But um, the, the whole blinking thing and them teleporting and you being basically unable to outrun them, really. Like, if I were to leave this room, it's got free reign of coming after me, you know? That is such a clever idea and it's so fascinating. And it is that one of your senses thing. It's like how in Listen, it's um, 
you never see what it is after you. Then in um with the silence, it's um as soon as you look away, you don't remember what was after exactly. you. Exactly. So it's so so as a person watching that, I love the silence because like after you see it, I'm, you so, finish, I'm genuinely so excited to do that episode. When but... you when you see a silence and then you stop seeing it, the idea as a kid, how terrifying that is because like, have I seen a silence? I can't remember if I've seen it. It's so well done, very clever. But then you have with the um, Vash Narada, don't go into the shadows. Because <laughs> it's that scary. Yeah, <laughs> you terrifying. have, basically with Stephen Moffat, I'm just saying, you have all these little things, these He's scary great monsters. great gimmick monsters. Which, give, which have a, a little gimmick, which is inherently so scary because you can't do anything about it and is so close to rea- a real mm. thing. Human beings, we're going to go in shadows daily. We we we're gonna blink. Exactly, gonna that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Things. You you're gonna look away from things. You're gonna blink. All of these things are stuff humans do inherently, <laughs> and you can't not mm. do them. It's so clever as a monster for this one to be Stephen's first gimmick monster. It is so well done, and it is so scary, and it is something that I find less terrifying now because I'm like, they're just weeping angels. Like they're they're just people in. I costumes. do think they but still a, look great though. But like, but what I'm are. saying, they're like they're less scary because I've grown up. But they're still, I they are still scary, and they are still incredibly well designed, and as a kid, terrifying. Yes, and I'm very much looking forward to talking about about them again next week. Right? Have you got anything? Like, I know we haven't said much about Sally and Billy. I do think that is very sweet. I'm just going to quick fire things now because we are running out of time. I think Billy and Sally is really nice, kind of really cute and romantic. I do think the bit when the hospital bed, I think a oh, really sad scene where it is just, I love the line when he, she get, when he goes, oh, it was raining when we met. And she says, it's the same rain. I love that very poetic line, very Moffat line that is. Uh, I I love all of that. So there's not much more I can say about it. I just think it's really cool. Well, not cool. Cute. That's how I'm going to say. Oh, it's cute. Ah! Um, <laughs> He's losing it. Uh, I am. Um, I, I think the time travel-y stuff is really clever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to write that. I think that is really complicated to say, you need to say this line here, then that's going to feed into that. And then earlier we're going to see that, then later we're going to see that. That's this kind of stuff. I go, you know what? I don't get paid enough. I will leave this to the professionals. Yes. For that kind of thing. It's like, I remember I was thinking, I mean, say what you want about the film. And I remember thinking about Birds of Prey, you know, and it, all the things are all in the wrong order and all interwoven. I remember watching that thinking, I would not be able to write. Well, I watched it with you, didn't I? I remember thinking, I would not be able to write this film. I don't get, I, you know, that, oh, now we're here. Now we've got to come back to that. I like plots like that. Yes. And this is very Just much... to quickly add on to that, one of my big plus points is the recording thing is brilliant. The the way the recording mimics, like, responds to what Sally's saying in two instances. Yeah. Really. And it works both times. Yes. Yeah. Really fucking good. Like, really good. Mm. And is. very well written that it never felt forced. It felt like this just makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Really well done. It's not like they go, oh, let's use those lines again. It's like, we're going to use the lines again, but because they are in a same, different context, the same thing. You same lines, use different in. context. Very yeah. well done. I like that when Sally meets the Doctor and Martha. I love Martha's kind of just like, "Oh, I need to get on with." Oh, like, yeah. I love that very much. Very Martha there. It's a good time when the Doctor is not shafting Martha for once. And um, well, the problem is he didn't. Shaft mm, Martha, I was about to say, it? but um, <laughs> I, do, I, I love the way that when when she does see them, she is like you said, it is that kind of wonder about the Doctor, and it is kind of just like, "Oh wow, that's the Doctor." Oh, cool. Have this, and then it will work out. I like that we do hop back and it's before they've even done I do like yet. how the Doctor acknowledges that. Problem with being a Time Lord sometimes happens, sometimes things happen to me in the wrong order. Yeah, I like I, I really like that. that. It, would be quite, it could have been, it would have been quite nice if you had them afterwards go, oh, you're Sally, how are they? You know, but that's boring. 
if you've done it before and it's like going well i've not dealt with that yet oh bear that in mind you've got to imagine he's kept that plastic wallet in his big in his coat or at all times suddenly he's well, knowing his... the doctor he probably memorized it to be honest maybe but also as i can't remember what doctor said i think it is the 11th doctor it, well, it might be capaldi but his pockets are bigger on the inside oh okay, so they yes, can hold yes, plenty yes, yes. of things um yeah i think i've um not really got much else to say i think i've said it all in a very loose and fast and fast and loose way this week but uh Final verdict. Trial of a Time Lord. Come on. Blink. In, I think it's an incredible, scary episode of... Something. Of Doctor Who as a... Like, of Doctor Who. I think it's... No. Of the worlds of Doctor Who. Yes. I think Blink is an incredibly well-done episode, and I think it's very scary, and I think the aliens are brilliant. It's well-written. It's fantastic. It's really good as something which explores the world of Doctor Who. Mm. Really good. As Doctor Who? Yes, as Doctor Who in what I imagine Doctor Who is in my mind and what I want when I go into Doctor Who, it isn't quite that. But it's it's not a bad thing. It's just, that's just not what it is, mm. you know? So for me, out of 10, I'd give it a solid 8. 8 out of 10, you know? Yeah. My less, like, it's really, like, don't get me wrong, it's really good. Just not exactly what you know what I mean, and I feel like when I'm rating Doctor Who episodes, I rate them for how perfect they are as Doctor Who, mm. and this can't ever be the perfect Doctor Who episode because it is just not. Yeah, I think quite that. In that sense, I think I'm gonna go. I know my I I I rate far more liberally than you do, so my rating is gonna be a nine. Mm -hmm. For, for uh, there's a bit of nostalgia in there, but I think it is a very good story. Like I said, I do think it is intrinsically Doctor Who but as we said but the world of Doctor Who mm. it feels like it belongs in the universe but does it belong in the main show is the question and I do think it's great I love it I love the Weeping Angels I love Sally I love all of these things in it I find it so fun it's one of those episodes that don't you, when you, sometimes you watch something and you go god how, how far into this are we and you go 10 minutes you go Jesus how have I only been in 10 minutes I feel like I've been here for hours this kind of thing you go Let's just check the time. I'm not 42 minutes. That's exactly There's what happened one minute left. earlier. I was half. I was halfway through it and I was like, just got to quickly check my phone on something. Checked it. Looked back. I'm like, how the hell am I halfway through? Yeah, that's how it feels. It's just so comfortable to get through. And you go, God, I just, I'm constantly capt uh, captivated. Mm. It's never... an incredible episode of the world of Doctor Who. Mm. It is. It's but... just because it doesn't quite have enough Doctor-y-ness in it. I, think to I can't give it a perfect score. To answer the question of, is this the episode you should introduce somebody to doctor who with those words are in the those are the right words they're in the wrong figure order. them out no puzzle for you i'm gonna say absolutely definitely not no not no in way. a million years i would never to for most people if i was introducing them to doctor who i would give them rose just start at the start just start at the start as the hashtag says hashtag don't skip nine because people do these guys are gonna go straight to tenant no really Go to Eccleston. That's a very common thing. People that go, seems dumb. People go, I just want the attractive ones. Go, no, get just start at Eccleston. All they do is they watch Tennant and Smith and they give up. That's it. Um, what are you saying? Oh, Capaldi's not attractive. Ow. Not to teen girls. N hashtag don't skip nine. That's the, always the one. Hashtag would, don't skip nine or 12, Capaldi. Or just watch them all. Apart from classic. Hashtag skip 13 if you want to. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, no, I do think it's brilliant. It's amazing. But I'm not going to recommend it to somebody for to introduce them to Doctor Who. There are much better examples of that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's the best Doctor Light episode because Turn Left takes that title from me. Ooh. Hot take. With I, I am not sure if that is a hot take, but I feel like it is. We'll see. Once we hear this, we'll see if it was a hot take uh, or not. All five people, tell us what you think. Is it a hot take? God, I hope that's still filming. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's my general opinion. Nothing more for me to say about that. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Right, so I'm off. Right, so um, next week, next week we're going to be doing more Weeping Angels. We're doing the Time of Angels slash Flesh and Stone. Lovely. So it's the next time the Weeping Angels appeared. And we actually see the Doctor defeat them this time. Ooh. Or do we? So, um, yeah. I can't remember that episode much. No, I just said, or do they? And I've suddenly forgot how it actually ends. Um, <laughs> I've not, I don't watch it much. I think because it's two parts, it's one I don't revisit. I think often. most of the maths era, I'll be completely like forgotten. Do you know, last time when we did this pod, when we did first series of this podcast, the ones I was most looking forward to doing were the Capaldi ones. Because mm. I was like, right, I've got opinions on these people, hate them, and I really love them in some places, not kill the moon. So that's I was really excited. First series, I was really excited for the Capaldi ones. This series, the ones I'm most excited to doing are the Matt Smith ones, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of really interesting. Because when I love, when I like the Matt Smith era, I love the Matt Smith era. When I don't, I despise it, and I want it to end immediately. Lovely. But, but no. yes, that's us next week. You will actually hear from us before then, because we will be doing part one of our little What the Flux series thirteen coverage. That will happen before then. So. Basically, just follow the social medias and yes. where we put them out, and you'll see the episodes. You don't need those to tell you when they're going to be out, but they will be out. So yeah, just, just follow us on our socials, which are Instagram, edw underscore podcast, and Twitter, ellisbooler media. Lovely jubbly. No, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Bye bye.